don't follow the money don't chase the the material things just follow your passion and if you follow your passion everything else will will, will come Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob ENT podcast, the best sports podcast in New Jersey. We have a special guest on tonight for you guys, none other than Gary Linton, the skills trainer, skills specialist, father, husband, basketball enthusiast, basketball extraordinaire. Trust me, if you go follow him after this, he even breaks down different moves and the hand placement you'll learn a lot following his page thank you for hopping on with us tonight how are you doing my man i appreciate it first of all thank you for having me because i know you're doing big things so just being a guest here is is man it's, it's a blessing so i appreciate you having me now i appreciate you hopping on you're doing big things i love your page i love appreciate it dude. i love how you break it down i love the advice that you give to parents, advice that you give to students. Mm-hmm. We're going to definitely tap into that for sure. Before we get into it, y'all yeah, yeah. know we got some house rules. Hit the follow button, subscribe, rate us, and share. You can share it with your mom, mm-hmm. your uncle, your dad, your mom. Mm-hmm. You can share it with your baby moms, even if y'all don't talk. There's going to be some good content right here. Mm-hmm. I want to start with this one. When did your love personally when did that start for basketball uh it started young um you know i didn't i don't have like a particular age that it really started but um you know as i was a little boy you know my mom and dad put me into everything they you know baseball soccer basketball and it was really just basketball that kind of just it it really meant something to me you know it it was a place where i can kind of although it was a place uh, of of you know, five other people on the floor at one time, but it was just a place where, you know, it was a lot of love and, and I enjoyed it. So I just stuck with it. Now for you, you, I know you played basketball yourself and you are now a skills trainer though. So mm-hmm. what inspired you to go that route? Cause you, you know, some people, they just hang up the shoes and just like, all right, I'm not going to do nothing. I just watch yeah. the game. I don't play. I don't train. I don't coach. Yeah. What inspired you to go that route? You know, for the longest time, I was actually, you know, I was doing both. Um, and <laughs> listen, when you get up there, it's a certain things that your body just won't do anymore. Uh, but going out to, you know, play pickup games and stuff like that, which I still I still do from time to time, um, not as much as I like to. But it was like grown men just out there arguing and, you know, trying to referee the game. And I'm just like, listen, I got to be work in the morning. <laughs> Y'all playing hack-a-shack. And <laughs> uh, so, you know, for the longest time I did both, but, you know, I kind of scaled back on on my personal time and just kind of left it up to, you know, working with the kids. Um, and it's been love ever since, man. I, I definitely enjoy it. It's definitely different from actually, um, you know, playing. But you kind of kind of... At the same time, you kind of get to live again through them. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know. Nah, that's dope. I've definitely been there. Like, 
as you get older, ain't nobody yeah. got time for the <laughs> back and forth. Right, right. LA Fitness Superstar. Yeah, yeah. People that's like, yo, I'm gonna go to go to the bar and get the like. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely different. So, uh, you know, we definitely had to scale back on that part. But I want, I want it. I do try to try to do it as much as possible. Um, even though it's been a while, I do want to get back into it just from, um, you know, just staying in shape. That's what it really, it really is for me at this point. It's just kind of keeping in shape with it. So, where did the passion though to actually do skills training and to down? to the finite details come from you because you're in the business mm -hmm. i know you might not say it because you don't want to talk bad about other skills trainers but i've seen them do the very bare minimum they yeah. don't break down, you know the hand placement where you should put your hands where you should put the ball when you're shooting how to yeah. play again check out his page you break down all of that where did that passion for detail to get better as a skill trainer and for your clients come from? Um, so really, it, it really just came from, I, well, I used to coach AAU, um, which is, um, listen, I went, I started, when my kids were young, I was that dad that was like, listen, I just wanna be a fan. I just wanna be in the, in the stands, just cheering. Um, but ultimately what I learned was is, is I felt like I was doing them a disservice and their peers because I'd sit in their practices and it would be like, okay, let's play knockout, which <laughs> listen, I get it. It's fun. But at the same time, I want them to learn something. I want it. it you can still have fun and still learn. Do you know what I mean? So, um, at that point it was like, I started with my kids, but then as I started, coaching i was really doing skills training i just didn't know what it was called mm. um so you know where most coaches would go in there and they you know hey we're going to run this play and we need to practice this play this play that play um it was really me just going in there and saying all right i'm not worried about the plays i'm worried about you guys getting better so we're going to do these dribble drills for the first 15 minutes we're going to do you know these uh rebounding drills for the next 15 minutes that kind of stuff so it was really that that kind of pushed me to do it further um and then i met a guy by the name of d briggs who uh put me on to impossible who which was founded by michael lancaster and um once i kind of experienced that it was it was no turning back because it was there was so much detail so much stuff that was in there that i felt like if i would have had I would have been much better. So I know if I can get these kids young and instill that in them, then they're gonna be they're gonna be all set. That's dope. I know, like you said, I'd have loved to have coaches that went into that detail and understand yeah. the skill aspect. Like sometimes I go help out in my town in West Storage and help out with some of these clinics, mm -hmm. and they make sure, like, all right, we gotta do ball handling, we gotta do this first. Yeah. And the big thing, and I know you see this a lot, is like the footwork mm -hmm. people don't understand the importance of reverse pivot yeah all that stuff you build up before you can talk about you doing a steph curry move like it, it's, yeah it's a lot before that um, absolutely absolutely and, it, and it's 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 
once you get an opportunity to kind of dive into this skill um, enhancement or skills training, like you start to learn that you're not limited to just the things you see, um, you know, just a crossover. How many different crossovers are there? How many different um, hesitations are there? There's just so many details in it that you kind of expand the game and it just becomes a lot, a lot, not a lot better for the, a lot better for the kids, but also just, it just comes, becomes more enjoyable, right? When you can just break down all the different things. Now there's a curse side of that, which is I can't watch regular games <laughs> without kind of like seeing it this way, but um, you know, I enjoy it overall. For you and your opinion, right? Being that you have a lot of experience in it, you've had the coaching side, the training mm -hmm. side, the playing side, and the parent side of actually being a parent of children that play the sport. What would you say is like the best time to start transitioning over from our right, we're just having fun to the skills aspect? Because we've had on Brevin Knight, and Brevin Knight mentioned like you got to have that balance of mm -hmm. skill, but also playing in the game. Yeah. But when would you say is the right time to start that? So it, it really, I don't say, I don't give it an age. Um, really, I leave it up to the kid. But at the same time, they have to be ready for it, right? So one of the things that, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie with um, uh, basically, this, what was it called? Uh, King Richard. Yeah. Uh, and King Richard, what he did with his his daughter, Serena and Venus, like they weren't playing any games until they were ready, almost pros. Do you know what I mean? So for the kids, I kind of recommend the same. It's like, if you can kind of put them into the skill development first, mm -hmm. it allows them the opportunity to kind of fall in love with the game. Um, and then everything else after that becomes a lot easier. Um, when you put them in there too early, it becomes, you run the risk of them just hating the game in general. Um, I know that a lot of parents want to rush into doing the, um, like doing the games, but you got to understand if, if you don't really have the fundamentals and the things that come along with that, then you're just going to be standing out there and the coach is going to be, you know, giving the ball to the, the, the athletic kid and <laughs> he's going to be doing his thing while everybody else is just like, uh, what do I do now? Um, so, I don't put an age with it. Um, instead, I just say, hey, once your kid is ready for the game, um, and that's going to be different for every kid, then maybe you can add some games. Now, the interesting thing that I'll say about that is a lot of people don't know that USA Basketball actually has a, a recommendation or like a, um, I think they call it the development guide, right? So in a development guide, I don't think that they it's not until maybe nine or 10 or 10 or 11 that they're recommending that kids actually start playing games. Mm. So it, before that, it's like, you know, they can play like small sided games, 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, whatever. Um, but 5v5 organized games, they actually they actually recommend not not getting involved into it until uh, later ages. Did not know that was a recommendation. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. I did. Definitely. That's, that's really dope. That's really interesting right there. And on the other side of it, you mentioned like it's a certain point where 
you actually start with the games, where they decide to start doing the AAU circuit and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That you've been involved in that circuit on all facets. What's your thoughts on AAU in regards of like the collegiate level, pro level? Because I see mixed reviews. I see some Ooh. people AAU has harmed basketball. Mm-hmm. Some say it helps. They say yeah. some with too much mileage by the time they get to college. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the whole AAU affecting you know that collegiate and that next level? So um one is kind of a loaded question, but um there's there's the good things about it and then there's the bad things about it. Um I think that it just it does need some type of um restructuring because it it used to be a place where you know all of the talented kids or all of the good kids had a place to go and play but now it's become a place where you know everybody of all skill levels are playing aau um so to a certain extent i think it's lost its i don't want to say its value but it's kind of um mystique feeling about it um but then then at the end of the day you need it in order to go on to the higher levels of of basketball so for that perspective it's good now the way that it's being used now like you said it's putting a lot of wear and tear on the kids bodies um which is why i think that you see guys like you know um, zion and um you know, just the other guys that are having trouble staying healthy because they've been in this generation of playing so many games. I've got kids, so not to run off the topic real quick, but I've got kids, I've seen some of their schedules right now. They're in from March to about July. They're in three tournaments a month. So if you break that down, Let's just say at the bare minimum, there's four games. That's 12 games in in the month. Do you know what I mean? That's a lot. That's a lot. And by the time you get to July, now you're looking at 40, 50 games, depending on, you know, <laughs> winner's brackets and things like that. But college season. Absolutely. Um, so that's why I say it's it's it does need some restructuring, but there are some good things that come out of it. Um, you just have to be educated and know which, you know, what is what, and try to avoid some of the pitfalls. For you on the uh, flip side, when you talk about the pro level, I've heard Charles Barkley and analysts alike say that AU has ruined the NBA because everybody is buddy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> of the same mindset that the NBA players are too friendly because of AAU, everybody knows each other. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily AAU that has done that. Um, I think the, you know, the broadening of social media has done that. Mm. Um, You know, in my instance, I do see the, the, the great things about it because, you know, just this small community of basketball is, I know we'd say it's a small community, but watching my daughter connect with, you know, superstars over in California, where we weren't able to do that before, there's a sense of uh, camaraderie that comes with that, 
but I think that's just a social media part and the game of basketball connecting different people, not necessarily an AAU thing. So to put all of it on in, on AAU is I don't think that's right, but um, I could see how somebody could get that uh, that confused, especially the the, the older generation. <laughs> For sure. For you, right? I've always uh, wondered this for like skills trainers. Mm -hmm. On your side, like a two-part question. How do you equate success as a skills trainer? And then also, how do you equate success for your clients? Like, what does that look like for you? So for me, I would say that the success comes from seeing the players reach whatever goal that is right and sometimes it's not even a basketball goal sometimes it's a um each kid is going to have their own individual uh accolades or or destination that they want to try to reach a lot of us obviously want to go to the play at the next level but for some it's just a matter of hey this is a kid that used to walk into a room and not talk to anybody and now is completely the opposite walking in a room and can't stop talking. Do you know what I mean? So for success for those type of players is going to be different. Obviously I want to see all my kids, um, you know, get to that next level if that's what they want to do. But from a success level of measuring myself, watching those kids do that is a, a, a bigger feeling than, um, you know, actually getting them into, you know, school or whatever but um as far as the players again it goes back to whatever their goal is um there's kids that just want to get better there's kids that want to play at that next level and if they want to play at that next level i'm going to do everything that that i can to to help them get there um but that goes beyond just the skill part of it you know um as you see on my page it, it, there's a lot that goes into just navigating this journey so i want to help them do that you know whether that's hey i'm thinking about going over to this aau squad what do you think about that oh well um i know some kids that were over there they left because of blah 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 or you know maybe you should go over here or shouldn't go over here um that's why i, I kind of try to stay neutral in all of the, the the aaus and middle schools and high schools and you know, I love I love working with all the different coaches, but as far as um, you know, being favorite to any, that's that's not my thing. I think from what I just heard too, like the best skill trainers, the best coaches are more than that. You mm -hmm. become in some cases you become father figure, in some cases you become counselor, you yeah. become wise, you know, wise advice. You know, I'm just somebody to talk to about everything outside of the game. Yeah. So I think that's dope. I think it's a huge responsibility and it's something that I can tell on your side that you take serious. Like it's more than just on the court. Yeah. I tell, I tell parents all the time. And one of the things that I say to them is, is if you're paying, if you're paying for your child to get better at basketball, you're overpaying because it's, it needs to be more than that. Like this this game of basketball and just sports in general, they teach us life lessons. So ultimately, I would love for every 
you know, coach or trainer to fit that mold. But the truth is, it's, it's not reality. But for me, I think that's, you know, that's the biggest thing for me is, is how can, how can I help you navigate this journey, but then also learn all the things about life, you know, I, and my goal has, <laughs> I can't say it's really a goal, but, um, you know, once players leave my program, I want to get that invitation back to their wedding. Do you know what I mean? That's the type of connection and bond that I want to have with um, the players and, and their families, just making sure that their basketball journey is straight and then their life is straight. Hey, if my child decides to want to play, he's going to be going. <laughs> he's going to be, he going to see Gary Linton for sure. Because <laughs> that's how it should be. And yeah. Some of my best relationships have been made through basketball, been made with coaches. Like mm-hmm. I, I train sometimes back in my town and that's literally just relationships with coaches. Hey, how you been? Mm-hmm. How's the family? Those I think are the best. And that's where you could kind of have that collaborative success because I know this person cares about me besides basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I was 50 and you had a double, double. You did your homework. <laughs> And that's exactly what it is when they, you know, when they come in, it's, it's always, always that, um, you know, making sure that their grades are straight, making sure that uh, mentally they're good. Um, I remember one time, um, it was early, early on in my skills training career, if you want to call it that. I had a session one time and I won't get too detailed with the, the, the story, but there was, um, one of the players had come in and you could just see on their face that it was that they were just distraught. They weren't in the, they weren't in the skills. Their focus wasn't there. You know what I mean? Um, so I asked one time, like, Hey, you know, everything is good. And they just come, yeah, you know, whatever, nothing changed. So I asked again, Hey, you know, everything is good. And finally they were just like, no, it's not. Um, and I remember kind of like, there were four people, other people in that group. And I said, listen, I want you guys to work on this and we're just going to sit down and, and, and talk. So I took them to the side and um, that moment really changed my life because that was the moment that told me, okay, yes, you are doing, you are a basketball trainer, but this is the vehicle for you to, to, to make an impact. Do you know what I mean? So, as much as I love this basketball and this this skills training, it's really the vehicle for for just making a bigger impact. Basketball, they say it'll take you a bunch of places, mm-hmm. a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. We're going to later about life lessons, like basketball and sports in general. Mm-hmm. If you really pay attention, it's stuff that you learn for life. Yeah when you play sports, whether good, bad, or indifferent, it's stuff that you learn for life for sure. Absolutely. You mentioned one of the players, like, you know, it, it brings joy to you when you can see a player that wasn't talking as much, but now mm-hmm. they're talkative and they're comfortable in their skin. For you, what would you say is like one of the best ways for a player to build confidence on and off the court? Hmm. So that's actually a good question. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that we get when, when parents come in is it's, Hey, my son or daughter doesn't have any confidence. They don't, you know, they, they, 
they look scared. They don't, they're fearing to make the mistakes, whatever. Um, but I think it's actually, it's a multitude of things to kind of help them do it. Um, and I came across this formula. I think some sports professor somewhere came across it, but I was already doing it. But then when I saw it, it kind of made sense. So basically it's taking um, the knowledge that you have and giving the kids that knowledge or the players, wherever you're working with, giving them that knowledge. Now with that knowledge, they have to kind of go ahead and rep it out. But as they rep it out, they have to kind of visualize and see themselves actually getting better in doing it, right? So it's one thing for me to kind of say, hey, I've been watching you, it looks like you're getting better. Or coach to come up, hey, it looks like you're getting better. Mom and dad, hey, it looks like you're getting better. All that's great, but if you don't see it, it doesn't really mean much. So a lot of times in the trainings and things, you'll see us use different tools and those tools you know, we get clowned a lot for them, but they're actually helping kids visually see that they're getting better, right? So, you know, we take a tennis ball and we, you know, first day they come in and maybe they're, you know, trying to bounce it and do a crossover at the same time. Well, five weeks later, they weren't able to do it on day one, but now they're able to do it on, you know, week five. That to them says, oh, okay you know, I got it. And that's what it really, um, for me, that's the, one of the keys to building that confidence. So you have to have the knowledge, you have to have um, the reps that go into it, but they have to be, there has to be some kind of, um, I don't, it doesn't have to be visual, but there has to be some type of measurement that, that I am getting better and they can understand that. Um, and then once you have some of those key ingredients, then you start to see some confidence growth. And that's really what it what it boils down to. Um, and I think that's why we, we, we do so good at kind of building players' confidence because it it's the visual part and then they're able to rep it out and, and kind of see themselves grow. That's dope. I think that's a great method that you guys have set up to build the confidence because you know anybody that's watching this or listening to this later, mm -hmm. a confident basketball player is one of the most dangerous mm. players. Yeah. They could they could not be the best shooter. They cannot be the but I know I put the work in and I'm confident in the work that I put yeah. in. I know I've gotten better. Yeah. That's completely different. You're not scared to shoot. You're not scared to go into the lane. I, I've been working on my left hand. I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a left hand layup. Yeah. I know how important that is and how important it is for your coach, your skill trainer. Absolutely. Or your parents, your family, your support system to say that you're getting better, but you still have to, like you said, they play a role in it too. Yeah. You have to be able to look and say, yo, I actually, I got better. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And once they, like, once they start to see that, you can't, there's nothing, like you said, there's nothing you can tell them because they're just that confident. Um, I had a young lady that I started working with her freshman year and her freshman year, she was very timid. Like, you, if you saw videos, which I have of her just kind of going through some of the trainings, it was literally like bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. Like, and it was, she was struggling with some of that stuff. 
And um, her mom would always come to training and she'd say, listen, we're doing all this, all this training, but um, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing it anywhere. And I just tell, hey, you know, just trust me, just bear with me just one second. It'll come. I promise you. Um, you know, we go through some more and, and she come back. I'm being patient. I'm not seeing, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not seeing this. We go through some more. And it was literally that pro that back and forth that would always happen. And then it almost seemed like overnight. It was like, boom. Mm. And you couldn't tell this girl nothing. Um, a small school. Uh, I remember one time, and I'm running off on a tangent, but <laughs> I remember one time this, this one, she went to uh, States. And in the States, uh, her team was playing... I think this was her junior year. Her team was ranked number 18. They had the 18th seed and they were playing number one seed. And the night before, I'm thinking to myself, like, woof, season's about to be, season's about to be over. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because she actually said, you know, you never know. We'll go in there and do something. And it was like, all right, well, if you say you want to do something, then do something. And I'll never forget the next <laughs> and this is this is sad, but I wound up not going not going to the game because I, I did have a session. I did have a session in all fairness, but I wound up not going to the game. And one of the parents, um, one of the media guys there texted me during the game and he said, uh, you won't believe this. And I said, I, at that point, I already knew what he was going to say, but he was like, yo, this girl went crazy. And I think she had wound up with something like 25 or 30 points, but they wound up winning that game. And at that point, it was like all of everything that we worked on, all of the moments that we spent together, um, it was just all validated. Do you know what I mean? At that moment. And I think that she felt it. I think her parents felt it. Um, of course, I felt it. But um, it's just the process that of, of kind of going through it all. But that was the story that was like, all right, bitch, this is this is something. And she wound up going, she wound up getting a scholarship after that. So that's dope. The like you mentioned, you didn't say it this way, but that's literally what it's saying is you your parents the players you stress enjoying mm -hmm. and understanding the process of the journey mm -hmm. the scholarship is great yeah she got the scholarship mm -hmm. but the best part was all of that building up to that yeah the, the end goal i wanted to get the scholarship but the yeah. fact that you feel confidence that that's the 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 part of the journey that's the most absolutely important. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I think um, I think Kobe said it one time and he was he said something along the lines of uh, and I want to butcher the quote, but he said something along the lines of, you know, a lot of times we're looking at the destination as the dream. Right. Once I get the scholarship, that's I've reached the dream. Once I get this to its next level, I've reached a dream. But in reality, what it becomes is. You're living the dream as you go through the, the journey, right? It's not the destination that's the dream. 
it's the whole journey that's the dream and we get caught up so many times in just the destination that we forget to live through the dream do you know what i mean so i thought that when he when he said that it was it definitely um made a lot of sense now on the you mentioned we just were talking about the journey and the destination what would you say is one of the the problems that they run through or some of the common mistakes that parents and players alike make mm -hmm. in that recruiting process i know for some it can be very complicated for some definitely process than others you know people have the mindset i need to go d1 and not understanding mm -hmm. you playing college ball period is a feat in itself absolutely what are some common mistakes that you've seen so far in your, your journey? I mean, ultimately, I think that it changes with time. Um, you know, the biggest thing right now is, let me, let me back up a little bit. It was getting a scholarship was hard enough, right? You had to get the attention of these college coaches. Um, and that was a hard, that was the hardest thing. But now, as you know, transfer portal is just bananas right so i try to tell parents all the time it's like not only are you competing with your peers now you're competing with people that already are players that already have experience right so if i'm a if i'm a coach it's going to be especially knowing how quick turnover <laughs> they'll get rid of you in a second right so if i know that and I know my time is limited, it's going to be difficult for me to go out and, and get somebody without college experience that knows how to um, the daily, you know, grind, the daily schedule of balancing school and being a student athlete. Um, getting somebody that does not have that experience is almost why, why would I do that as a coach? Do you know what I mean? So as a parent, you have to understand you've got you've to gotta stand out. So I would say one of the mistakes that a lot of people, a lot of parents make is, one, they rely on their coach, whether it's high school or AAU, to do the work for them, right? Um, when that's not really the case, the parents have to do the work too. Uh, I think that maybe they start a little bit too late in the process, um, especially, again, with this transfer portal. And I would say, um, lastly, just not being, not taking the time to educate themselves on all the things that are out there uh, and to know whether or not they're making the mistakes, right? So. It's one thing to just listen to somebody else or base your 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 navigation on what somebody else did, but it's up to you to kind of educate yourself too. Um, so that way, you have a better a better opportunity to maximize what you what you do have in front of you. That's a lot of gems right there. A lot. Of, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, parents that's watching this, kids that's watching this, you know, yeah. some of that information and knowledge. And again, I'm gonna keep saying it. If you follow his page, I know I know there's a podcast that, you know, 
they already have this slogan, million dollars worth of game. But it's a million dollars worth of game mm-hmm. over on his Instagram page with a lot of a lot of knowledge, a lot of good conversation on multiple facets of basketball and just life in general. Yeah. You, you mentioned we're, we're talking about the college experience and getting there and playing college ball. You have an actual daughter that actually is playing on the highest level and is actually doing well. For yeah. you, how did that make you feel as a parent? And how is that being that you coach and you train? Yeah. Do you still give your input on, hey, you could have did this better? Or do you just kind of you have a hands off approach now that she's at the collegiate level? So I would say, you know, first of all, as far as the feeling, it's like, again, me, it's great, right? It's great that she gets to to live her dream of playing at that next level. But for me and my wife, it was more or less like, have, have you seen the cost of college these days? Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? So, um, it's almost like, hey, how can we help you get this head start, right? Because, I mean, I know I know people my age that are, you know, still playing, paying off their student debt. And it's like, we have to find a way to kind of help you get this head start in life. And for us, that was a real motivating factor. Um, but for her, it was, you know, kind of living that dream or, or reaching that dream. So, um, the feeling of knowing that she'll be able to graduate with no student debt. That's the thing that's most important, or that's the thing that kind of uh, makes my wife and I kind of really feel it. Um, but as far as kind of like just watching her go through it, it's, it's a joy, you know, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, I, I don't think a lot of parents take into account is we hear the expression all the time that, that basketball will take you places. Basketball will take you places. And to watch her live her life and live her dream through this is is just, it's indescribable. This past summer, um, the team went to Greece. How many kids get an opportunity to go to, to Greece? Um, this season, they played the, re- the defending champions, LSU. So it's like, how many how many people get an opportunity to do those type of things? Do you know what I mean? And just kind of like say, hey, these are stories that she's going to pass down. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's the part that kind of it, it really hits home for for us. Um, and we enjoy it. That's dope. I could I can only imagine. I know that's a great feeling, like you said. I, my child is only one years old, but I, I'm already thinking about. Yeah, I've seen the prices. The, it's yeah, nasty. So shout out to her for yeah. in that full scholarship. I know it's a I know it's a peaceful feeling for y'all. Funny story, right? So NBA Threads connected us. Shout out to NBA Threads, right? Shout out NBA Threads, NBA dopest NBA. community, dopest community on the internet, <laughs> hands down, right? So I reach out weekly to like 100, 200 athletes, collegiate, pro, D1, D2, D3, basketball, field hockey, everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my research. I click on your page. I say, oh, he has a daughter that plays collegiate ball. I go click. I'm like, oh, she really liked that. Wait, her, her page looked familiar. 
I DM'd. That was one of the people I DM'd. Really? How to get on the show. <laughs> September 28th, 2023. Oh, wow. Busy. So she didn't get, she didn't look at it or nothing. But I'm like, wow. Oh, we can, full we can. circle. Like, I'm interviewing her pops. Yeah. And I remember seeing her. She came on my uh, timeline. I'm like, oh, she liked that. Yeah. And I athletes all the time. Like, hey, we'd love to have you on the podcast. So then I saw it. I'm like, yo, this is really crazy. Force. That's funny. That's funny. No, we can. I mean, we can definitely make it happen. It's, I mean, she would love it. I know that um, she's just that type of person. Her personality is is very outgoing. I've never had uh, um, <laughs> an issue with her connecting with different people. So I'm sure that's just an instance where she just didn't didn't see it. <laughs> oh, I look. <laughs> I completely get it. I don't check. I don't know the name either. I'm leaving it. I don't even open it. So. And you know how Instagram sets it up. If you're not a friend, it goes into like a whole separate. Yeah. 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 I just be trying. And if anybody actually sees it, hey. Yeah. All blessings. So I just be shooting my shot. I literally like. Listen. No, like, no. Nah, nah, we can, we can definitely. We can make it happen. Last one before we transition to our fourth quarter segment, which is the fun segment, a little rapid fire, a little get to know everybody type of things. Mm -hmm. For you, for those watching, for somebody that, you know, is aspiring to go to the route of being a skills trainer, they know I'm not going to continue playing or I actually don't like coaching. I like more so doing the skills enhancement and helping them get better. That, that brings me joy what advice you would give to someone trying to go down that route? Well, first of all, I would, I would like to think that, um, um, let me rephrase that. I want basketball players, especially the young basketball players, the college basketball players. I want them to know that it is a space that you can go into, right? It's a space that you can, call your career. Um, I ask my college players all the time. It's like, Hey, what do you want to do when you're, when you're done? And it, all of, I, I think I want to coach. I'm going to coach. And I think that becomes, uh, not that they, that there's so much into it, but it's like, logically that's the next step, right? Is after I'm done playing, I've got a, I've got a coach. Um, but I just want them to understand. I want people to understand like this is an avenue um, that you can take if you like basketball, if you love working with people. Um, it is it is something that that can work as a career. Um, but as far as like really getting into it, I would say just you got to start, you know, you got to start with one person. You know, quick story is I, I actually when I first started, I was like really discouraged. Um, and I tell this to, to a lot of people it's, it's when I first started, I remember I sent an email, I had an email list of, I don't know, let's just say, um, 150 people. Right. And that, that list was like coaches from, you know, the local area, um, some of the players. And I sent an email to all 150 people and I was like, listen, I'm going to put together a training session and I want you to come and I want you to your I want you to bring five of your friends and it's completely free. And not one single person responded to that email and took me up on it. 
Mm. And at that point, it was like, wow, like this isn't this isn't for me. This isn't for me. Um, but ultimately, I didn't shy away from it. I kept going. And man, I, I'm, I'm so glad I, I never turned back from that. Um, so I guess as far as to answer the question, it was I would say one, you have to really be dedicated to your craft, right? And it's not it's not just knowing how to play basketball. It's how can I continue to learn the game of basketball? How can I be open-minded to, um, you know, different techniques or different ways of learning or t- and teaching? Um, and just be willing to put yourself out there, not, not fearing the alternative. Um, just kind of just be going ahead and, and, and going for it. First off, I just want to say shout out to you for having the perseverance and keep going to not receive a single response. That's wild, right? Yeah. And to keep free. Going. <laughs> free. <laughs> hey, I got that. I would have took that because that was the thing. My parents was like, yeah, free training. <laughs> we'll yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, no, nah, that was, that was, uh, that was, yeah. Like I, was, I just mentioned. I I don't get responses often, <laughs> often. But you got to You got to You have to learn. Like that has to be. You have to learn that, right? You have to learn it. Like, listen, I'm not. I'm not expecting to get an answer. But if I do, mm-hmm. great. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it just comes with the territory, and, and, and once you get used to that part, <laughs> you can do anything pretty much. Yeah, that, that I'm pretty sure you can equate that. You know, when we talk about life lessons, if that's mm-hmm. one of use, but mm-hmm. that's the, the perseverance. That's just keep coming back. I'm going to keep yep. coming, get better. I'm going to keep trying. I may not, like you said, week one, I may not be able to do this drill right now, mm-hmm. but I'm, I don't see anything. I don't see any fruits of it yet, but I'm going to keep coming back. I'm not going to let it completely discourage me, quit. Yeah. Uh, so I know I'll say it on behalf of all the people that you trained. They are definitely saying thank you that you kept, you kept going. That's thank you, thank you. No, I appreciate it. I, I think they, uh, I think they're happy with that. <laughs> and hey, I NBA Threads connected us, but since following you, that's one of my favorite follows every day. Whether you're breaking down the game, whether you're breaking down, Andrew Reese is coming this way. Look at the hand placement. Look how she's been. Yeah. That I don't know because I'm a basketball nerd too. Like I like knowing. Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. And in that, why do why are they able to get to this position? Why are they right. able to get their spots so easily? And then obviously being a parent too, the all the advice you share for parents with coaching and not overstepping boundaries with your children and yeah. being able to have that balance. Yeah. I thank you. That's one one of my favorite follows on appreciate it. On Instagram. Appreciate um, so, it. I know anybody that follows, and I know any of your kids, the parents, I know they are extremely thankful. Again, I'm uh, this is about my fifth time saying it. You know it's going to be in the description. Go follow him, not only on Threads, but IG. Trust me. YouTube, also, go subscribe. You're going to love it. He got a YouTube. Appreciate it. Breaking down. the Like, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Appreciate it. Description. And we got, a, we got an app. I got an app coming, too, so... 
Oh, perfect. Sh- shameless plug. <laughs> oh, shameless plug indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, but but real quick before we get, you know, before we go go into the next segment, um, you know, I wanted to give you your flowers too, because you know, obviously, like you said, NBA Threads connected us, dope community. Um, but as I learn more and more about what you're doing, like I was intrigued by at the time, I think it was like 200 and some episodes. Is that, is that right? Like we, we up there. Um, but um, to have that perseverance, like you said, to continue to go and listen, I don't even have like, I don't even think I have 50 subscribers on my channel, but you know, once you start to see some of the numbers, it's hard to keep going. So, to make it past 200 and beyond that, that's amazing, man. So keep doing your thing. Anything that I can do to help you grow, um, you know, please let me know. Um, and everybody else, make sure that you're subscribing to the channel and, and, and paying attention to what this man is doing because he's doing big things. So keep going. All glory to God. Appreciate that. Um, definitely appreciate you hopping on. Yes, sir. For those that's just watching their first time, I'll share a quick story. Bench Mob BNT. The name is Bench Mob because I was in high school. Me and my boys was on the bench, and we said we could bring value to the team. Also, yes. that's because yes. on the bench did not mean that we didn't have any value. Yep. Started a podcast, same type of mindset. We, me and my boys, hey. Just because we not on ESPN, we not Skip, we not Shannon, we not Steve, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we don't know and can't engage in this sports conversation. Absolutely. When I have guests on, this is why I reach out to literally, of course, I love to have Bron Bron on, but I will reach out to any and every athlete because just because they got D3, just because they play softball, just because they're playing bowling, they have a story to tell too. Absolutely. They Absolutely. have you too. They may not have the million followers. They may not end up on Sports Center top ten, but they have value too. So, absolutely. Started the podcast. That's why I continue going. I love telling people stories and getting the information out, which is why I was ecstatic that you actually said yes because you have such a great story. You have such a great appreciate it, and where you're sharing, motivating, inspiring stories and knowledge to help. Yeah be better so i'm trying i'm trying man it's really just it, it it's really not i like to do i'd like to think that is i'm just kind of sharing what i've gone through um but i know what it felt like when i was going through it so it's like why not you know hey we're gonna transition but that that's again that's dope because a lot of people may go through something and they don't share it especially yep. in the social media area they might want to just Keep it in. If I interact with you, I, I see you in passing, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. To be vulnerable and to share these stories and to share how to help parents, players alike. Yep. Basketball journey, I think, is huge, commendable. And when when the app comes out, definitely let us know. We'll do. We will share it. We'll definitely post it. All that good stuff promoted. You know how I get down on threads. I'm appreciate. Hey, there's a new episode out. <laughs> Check it out. It don't have to be my stuff. It could be anybody. Yeah. Anybody stuff. Definitely sharing. So when it drop, trust and believe. We we gonna let y'all know. We gonna appreciate share. it. Appreciate it. Fourth quarter segment. 
start off with this one. We ask every single guest. I'm a foodie. I love to eat. What is your favorite meal? What's your go-to thing to eat? Man, if, if I'm just having a day where I just, I'm like craving something, I'll say there's two things and they're probably like the two weirdest things, but um, I love, <laughs> I love the pancakes at Cracker Brown. Okay. <laughs> the Cracker Brown pancakes is, I don't know what they put in them. I don't know what they do, but it's, it's on point. And then um, the strangest one, which is um, uh, TGI Fridays has a Jack Daniel. Um, That's not strange. <laughs> the, the Jack Daniel ribs. But here's why I say it's strange, because you could go to almost like a, a whole bunch of different places. And I feel like they, they got like maybe a little bit more meat on the bone. But I, again, I don't know what they put in the, these ribs, but... <laughs> Them ribs is is tough. So then you said Jack Daniels. <laughs> I already knew it could have been the ribs, the burger, the chicken. I already knew it was yeah. it was slapping. So yes, yes. So those those are the two things that I'd say that those are my go-to. I don't have them too often, but um, if I'm really really craving something, it's either uh, that for breakfast or um, the ribs for dinner. Yeah, nah, we definitely, I'm going to have to talk to my wife. I ain't made a, <laughs> a Cracker Barrel in a minute. So Listen, Mama's Pancakes. Mama's Pancakes. Go ahead to check that out for sure. You are a married man, and I love that I'm married, but I'm, I'm young in the game. Yeah. This is a personal question. If anybody takes anything from it, cool. But this is just me being selfish with my question. Sure. Any tips, advice on married life i think it's almost like anything right so there's there's not a destination to it right a lot of people think okay once i get to once i get married I'm, i've reached a destination no it's it's a journey it's a journey um and just like any journey it takes a lot of work um there's going to be things where you kind of got to take a reset and kind of just find out um you know, who you two are again, you know, a lot of times, especially when you have younger kids, it's like the kids become uh, the, the, the focal point. Um, and then we kind of got to put ourselves to the side, but you got to find that way to kind of reconnect and, and, and make sure that that's strong because then everything else after that'll be golden. So I say the advice is just to understand that it's a work in progress, you know, um, just to continue to work at it, continue to uh, make sure that the the two of you are on the same page, and 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 just continue to find that love. Sometimes you have to find it again, and find it again, and find it again. But um, that's a must. Gems. <laughs> Get if you can, if you could pick, because I know some. I know some plethora of them if you could pick three life lessons that you have learned from your basketball journey uh so i think the biggest one is um i think i heard gary v say it one time and he said give without expectation mm. um and when i started doing that it was like one it felt good but then it also felt i felt free because i wasn't 
I wasn't expecting anything in return. So I didn't kind of hold it against somebody to, to you know, to give me something back. Um, but that give without expe expectation was a big one. I use that in every aspect of life. Um, the other thing I would say is just don't fear uh, what's on the other side, right? So as far as, uh, and that pertains to more to failure, right? Is, is failure is not a end all be all, but it's the greatest teacher. So when, when you fail, you have to kind of change the perspective of, okay, what I didn't lose, but what's the lesson that I, that I, that I can gain from it. Um, I, I forget the quote that somebody said, and I think it's something like, there's no such thing as losses. There's only uh, uh, blessings and lessons, uh, something like that. But that's really what it boils down to. Uh, as far as a third one, I'd have to say, um, just follow your passion, right? Just follow your passion. Whatever your passion is, follow that. Don't follow the money. Don't chase the, the material things. Just follow your passion. And if you follow your passion, everything else will, will, will come towards that. You'll attract everything else. I think I love, those are the three. I love all three of those. And thanks for sharing them. I know you. I know we could have literally made a whole <laughs> life lessons. But of course. Appreciate you sharing those. Of course. Oh, I, I went through... Scrolling, 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 scrolling on your threads. Scrolling, mm. scrolling, scrolling. And I saw you did a bracket for Christmas movie. So it, it seems like you have <laughs> a love on some level for movies. Yeah. In general, what would be your five favorite movies? Uh, five, I would say. Um, well, the first one would definitely be. Well, I wouldn't say definitely. No, no particular order. Mm -hmm. um, Home Alone is definitely just a movie that I, I gotta have, you know, especially around the time the the, the Christmas time. Um, I love the Bad Boys series. Um, Bad Boys one, two, three. I know a lot of people after one, a lot of people are like, eh, I don't know about two and three, but I love those series. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, uh, let me see. Um, I would think that um, Pursuit of Happiness would be up there mm. um, and Hitch. For some reason, <laughs> Will Smith and Kevin James, I don't know why, but that, that <laughs> I like that movie. But um, that's four. I think those would probably be my go-tos if I'm, if I'm having just a night where I can just kind of kick back and and, and watch something, um, I definitely would tune in to, to one of those probably. That's fire because Hitch is on my list too. Is that movie? It's good. Hilarious. <laughs> Hitch is on my list, and when I saw the bracket, Home Alone. That literally, I don't know about for you, but I can turn on Home Alone January to December. Yeah. Yo. And you know some of the stuff is obviously like, all right, they're falling for that. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> I don't care. I still like and now that I have a son, I I cannot wait. Yeah. 
that's the that's the beauty of it is like you get to you get to have an excuse to do like <laughs> all the kids stuff again. <laughs> exactly. So definitely, I got those on the list. And now, so it's a couple things I got to do after the show. I have to figure out when we go into Cracker Barrel. <laughs> go watch the Bad Boys trilogy. Definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. I know you probably won't see when four comes out. Definitely locked in for it. <laughs> for sure. I'm a fan of the, the whole series one, two, and three. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Like, because this is funny. But do you have, like, what's your, are you scared of scary movies? Do you do scary movies? Here and there. Do you have, like, a top scary movie or not? Nah, not really. I'll tell you, because I tell people this all the time. Like, people ask me, hey, what's your what's your favorite scary movie? And I say, I don't, like, the scary movies never really scared me. So, like, the, the movies that scared me to death, Boys in the Hood. I can attest to that. Uh, uh, Juice. Like, those are the movies that, like, to this day, like, I can't watch them, like, just to enjoy them because it's almost like I knew, I know that's the stuff that could happen. <laughs> that's the stuff that could happen to me. Do you know what I mean? All this in the woods chasing, no, 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 Did you see Ricky? Did you see him? Ricky! <laughs> That's that's the that's the stuff I tell people all the time. Like those are the movies. Like those are scary movies to me. I said I definitely could attest to that because I end up laughing at some of those scary movies. I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't be me. I wouldn't go down that road. I would It's a clown hiding in the in the sewer. I ain't yeah. going. Oh my! I'm not about to go down there. Yeah, nah, we the opposite way. We, I'm going the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> definitely those are because they're more relatable. And oh no, nah, that could. Yeah, nah, that, those are the ones that scare me. Gave me that, bad dreams and everything, nightmares and everything. Facts. And this other movie, I don't know if you ever saw it, Gone Girl. That yeah, I saw that. Yo. <laughs> For somebody to do that, now that's that's scary to me. Uh, yeah, Make, see? All that now that's see that, that's scary to nah, me. Yeah, see, they gotta change, they gotta change the ratings, man. That's not <laughs> the genres, that's not scary. <laughs> All right, we're going to get you out of here with a couple more, and we're done. We appreciate you hopping on. Of course. Give me your starting five. If you had to choose a starting five for women's collegiate basketball, who would be in that starting five? And you could you could mix it up now, pass, whatever list you want to give me. So I'll give, I'll give you um, – I'll give you – I won't do a starting five. But I'll give you what I'm most excited about. Um, the, the five impact players that I, I, I enjoy following. Um, so, of course, I got to have on that list um, Caitlin, right? That's the obvious one. Um, Juju Watkins is just wrecking shot. Um, Hannah Hidalgo from Notre Dame. Um, and this one might, might, well, I'll say, uh, Cameron Brink. And this is the one that, that probably a lot of people would sleep on, but you just have to watch the games. Um, uh, Leilani Correa from Florida. Uh, 
I've I've been fortunate to to kind of work with uh, Leilani, so to to watch her what she's doing, and I'll tell I'll I'll go on public and say this: the only thing that really to me is what separates her from somebody like um, Paige, Paige Beckers is she doesn't have that she's like behind the scenes a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. She doesn't have that upfront. Um, you know, social media attraction as far as just kind of like, you know, always in the camera type of thing. She does her thing and then kind of um, heads to the back. But uh, I think those two, those those are the, the five that kind of really make an impact for me. Um, and I can't wait to see what they, they continue to do, especially come tournament time. Solid list. I love every single player that you mentioned. I love where women's basketball is at in general. Oh, yes. It, the pro level. Um, I had all my sisters, well, two of my sisters out of my three sisters, they all played basketball. Me and my pops coached them growing up. So I have an actual, like, true love yeah. for basketball. For those that's watching that think, oh, he just jumping on it. My actual research paper that I'm doing now to graduate is on women's basketball. Like, That's dope. Literally. So I love where it's at. I love that we're having the conversations. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love what we saw on All-Star Weekend. To me, that was the best part of All-Star Weekend. Sabrina, I agree. I agree. Steph. And I hope next year, like they said, it talks of you add Caitlin, Sabrina against Steph and Dane. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. I think the women's game is only going up from here even the more like i agree i agree um it's been you know i gotta be honest i i, I was one of those guys that kind of like when i was younger i never got into the girls game um when i when i had my daughter that's when i kind of uh picked up the respect and 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 i won't say the respect because i've always respected it but i've picked up a love for it because it was um something that you know, we could bond over, but it was also something that I felt like was really pure about the game. Um, so just watching it and watching it grow has been amazing. I am, I'm doing all that I can to kind of push that, that, that game forward uh, from the women's side. So man, it, it's just been an awesome journey to watch that grow, like you said, and uh, I look forward to seeing it being much bigger than it is now. Definitely, and we know it's definitely going to happen. It's going towards the right direction. Yep. Last one before we get you out of here. I think mm -hmm. it would be remiss to not ask this question, being that you are a skills aficionado, that mm -hmm. you're a master of skill on the basketball court and breaking it down in the detail. Who would you say right now that you see are the top five well, your favorite five, I should say, skill mm -hmm. players in the NBA. Um, so I would say as far as skills go, you definitely got to have um, Kyrie. Kyrie is one of the most skilled uh, players from, you know, just the way that he's able to finish, knowing the different angles that the basketball needs to hit the backboard and knowing the different um, – you know, his footwork is immaculate. Um, 
just all around has just a number of skills that I don't I don't know that we can we can say that just like just as from a from a love of the game type of thing, but to really understand all of the different skills that he has is another thing and, and I really appreciate what he does. Um Steph is another one. Um I think that uh I let me say this. I don't think that he has um I don't think that he has the skill part yet, but I see that he's working on it, which which makes me appreciate it, which is Giannis. He has don't take this the wrong way. Listen, guys, don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> I'm not saying that he is skilled. Um, but you can see that he appreciates the game and he's doing what he can to kind of um you know build up some of those things um i would also say for a big man kd has a ton of skills um of course Wimbenyama has has a bunch of skills for a big man um and then uh ant edwards ant man he's probably he's probably one of the one of the top five in skills. And then of course I gotta I have to say cat um because I know for a fact that that cat has done um we've worked with cat so I know that he has uh the same skills package that 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 we implement. So those those are some of the guys. Take take Jan, I'm not saying I, I gotta repeat this because I know that's gonna be one of those things where he said he said Giannis has skills no I did not I'm not saying that I'm saying I appreciate that every year he is trying his best to add that's what I'm saying <laughs> I'm gonna use the full clip because I'm not gonna say <laughs> I'm not gonna set you up like that yeah. my boys know on the regular, <laughs> on the regular show they know <laughs> For the purpose of us growing, I'm gonna clip it a certain way to piss people off. But my guests, I don't do that. So use the whole clip so they can complete uh, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Because I already know kind of how that works. <laughs> I, I did a video recently this week. I purposely said some things a certain way, and it's done pissed off a bunch of people. <laughs> and I'm sleeping perfectly fine, but I would not do that. <laughs> to yeah. You. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I'll do, I'll do that. Just not, not to guess, but I'll do it like to my stuff just to kind of like see what the algorithm will do with it. Exactly. And man, it does exactly what I know it's going to do. Every single time. And I'm good because the people that know me know where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. They know the intention. So I'm, I'm good yep. regardless. But I agree though. Like I had this debate with one of my boys on the show all the time because he hates Giannis's game. He's like, yo, it's so boring to watch mm -hmm. over people. But I appreciate that he actually, you can see that he wants to put the work in to get better. He's not yeah. just, I'm resting on, all right, I could go get 30 and 15 every night with no problem. He's yeah. trying to get the jump shot. He's trying to work on the free throw. Yeah. He's trying to do the handle. Like, he's putting the effort in. Absolutely. Yeah. Like some players, and I've talked to a couple NBA players, and I've seen it 
in the game. Mm-hmm. You've heard the interviews. These jokers don't put in the work. They happy oh. with the check. I'm happy to be here. They come back the next year. They still can't shoot. They still can't do this. Yep. What do you do? What did you do this? <laughs> they was out in Barbados. They didn't do nothing. Yep. Yeah. That was still going to be there. So I appreciate seeing that Giannis has it resting on. I'm a I'm a super max player. I got a ring. I'm yeah. A- nah, he, he wants he wants to continue to get better and, and you gotta appreciate anybody that does that. Uh so he he I definitely appreciate that. And one more time, he's not the most skilled, but <laughs> and we, before I close out, of course, Kyrie. I'm I don't know if you had you saw anything, but I'm super biased towards Jersey players. I think we have some of the best. Oh, of course. Out of the country. Oh, now, of course. I really think that Kyrie, of course, definitely. I got the was blessed to see some of that growing up, being we was in the same town. Yeah. Different. Always been different. Yep. And cat. Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. People was uh, you know on his head top. Oh, why he's the best shooting big man. Hey, hey. No, he, yeah, he can shoot. He can shoot. Shoot. Cat's bag is deep. It yeah. was deep. We saw a little bit of it with the fifty piece in the All Star game. Yeah. Cat's bag is deep, and y'all got to remember. And Cat's now playing with an Anthony Edwards, a Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley. Yeah, he's playing to win. He's not playing. You're not going to see all of it every time, but you see different. Yeah, no, he. I can. I can vouch that he definitely has. He has a bag. Um, if he needed to use that bag, he could go into it. Um, quick funny story is um, when my daughter was playing AU, uh, he she was teammates with a good um, family friend of theirs. Um, so. I remember there was one time uh, he pulled up to one of the games. Uh, him and his dad came to the came to the game, and um, my daughter wound up balling out like she just I don't know what she did, but she balled out. Um, long story short, he went back to another coach. I think he was in town doing some, um, you know, just some some work while he had a break or something. But him and his dad wound up uh, telling this coach about my daughter. Um, and they wound up, we wound up getting a visit based on the conversation that they had with uh, that coach. So I always appreciate that part. Um, and again, we've had an opportunity to work with him. So it's all love on that side, but that's what I'm most appreciative of is his, him remembering that enough to kind of put that word out there. So definitely appreciate that. Hey, from the outside looking in, Kat, from what I've seen, definitely seems like a solid human being. Yeah. Definitely prayers out to him, even now, still, everything that he went through during that time, like, and to still be able to play ball. You have posts talking about mental health. Yeah. To be able to still go out there and perform at a high level. Yeah. Performing at a high level now where you're in the conversation to be getting a championship and to not be able to, you know, have those family members there, yeah. which still perform that way, always have the respect 
four cat, and again, I'm biased. Jersey, we <laughs> Jersey all day. So what they say, basketball needs Jersey, right? <laughs> basketball needs New Jersey. But y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. Benchmark, we out. Yes, yes, sir.